Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. One, two, three. One is now. On ESPN Radio, it's, uh, it's definitely become my my go to at this exact moment in my life. I don't know why. Maybe it's because I live with this doppelganger and hang out and, and conversate with our other great buddy Jason Bocci, who actually has gotten almost no run on this show, but uh, a great friend of mine, one of my uh, all time favorite journalism colleagues, a guy I worked with at the Bozeman Chronicle, and uh, he's been one of our contributing photographers and editors at Skyline Sports for almost a decade now. And, and honestly, I truly could say, uh, if by chance Jason is listening, we couldn't have done what we've done at Skyline without you, man. You, your dedication has been huge. But Jason hails from West Virginia, so he's often told stories about the coal mines and the culture of West Virginia. And uh, so the other night I found myself hanging out, having some sodas with, uh, with my guys, and uh, I was like, oh, man. I was, uh, you know, I was DJing on the jukebox at the place we were at. And uh, so I was playing Tyler Childers, who is Andrew Houghton's doppelganger. And then while hanging out with Andrew and uh, Jason Bocci. So uh, that was fun. A collision of worlds. But I don't know why I'm stuck on, on Tyler Childers, but I am. He's just a phenomenal songwriter. Such good Americana country type music. And he's just such a great musician, too, but it's also just real. Like, the, the songs are just so real and full of emotion. I just love him, man. I just, I've been really getting into him. Nuan is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. I'm Coulter Nuanez. We are coming to you through the ESPN MT studio here at the Missoula Broadcasting Company. Missoula Broadcasting, locally owned and operated for more than 15 years, and happy to say so. Missed anything? In the first hour of the show, we talked conference uh, benefits, finances in men's college basketball, the Masters, the Live Tour, and Roger Goodell with Justin Angle on the business angle. We also talked the state of the Big Sky Conference in men's basketball with all the movement that's been going on, mostly departing from the Big Sky. And uh, we also did our Treasure State Stars, top performances from uh, around the state individually 
All of it on the No Honest Now podcast, which is proudly presented by Blackfoot Communications, the M Store, and the MSU Bookstore. I don't want to get into the weeds on this too much because, make no mistake, I could go off on this for hours, but I'm not going to today. Maybe we will sometime. But uh, Lee Enterprises, which is a, uh, a media company that has uh, acquired several newspapers around the state of Montana, they've done layoffs uh, recently over the last couple weeks, and that has directly impacted uh, the employment status of uh, a collection of people that we work with in the media and journalism world. And again, I don't want to go down the rabbit hole of all the whys. I do think someday I'm going to either write an essay or maybe even a uh, long-form story about the demise of newspapers and all the things that have gone into it. But I just wanted to acknowledge it because uh, for, for a couple reasons. First of all, uh, I am sitting in this chair probably first and foremost because of my great affinity and love for newspapers. I Most people have a hard time figuring out what they want to do with their lives until they reach you know their mid-20s or whatever. I felt one of the great blessings of my life was I knew exactly what I wanted to do and what exactly I wanted to be when I was probably 11, 12. I knew I wanted to work for the newspaper. I wanted to write in the sports section of the newspaper. I remember reading the newspaper, the Missoulian, growing up every single day. And I still am that way. I still read the newspaper all the time. I read it online mostly now, but I still read. I mean, I, I, I take a, a gander at the Billings Gazette and the Missoulian and the Helena Independent Record and the Bozeman Daily Chronicle and the Montana Standard pretty much every day. And I also check out what's going on in Kalispell uh, more often than not. I, I just, I, I think it's an important element of being a member of a community to be informed. I'm also just endlessly interested with the way that communities interact and, and evolve. I'm just a newsie. I, I, this is how I am. My mom still cuts up the newspaper and sends me the clippings <laughs> of the stories that she thinks I'm going to like. Even though we live in the same town and I see her and all this stuff, she still sends me clippings from the newspaper, and, and I very much enjoy it. I hope that she always does that. Um, so I, I guess what I'm addressing this for is it makes me so frustrated that so often these decisions are made and it has nothing to do with the content producer themselves. The journalists that are getting laid off, they have almost no influence on the revenue stream of the paper, the way that the advertising is sold, the way that the circulation is uh, dictated. And the other thing I just have to say is that I just think that local journalism is so important and it's more important than ever. And I don't know necessarily what the future of that is. I do think it needs to evolve into a different and more new age medium. But I think that the, the, the day that newspapers die and there is no local news, especially in small towns like Missoula, Montana or anywhere else in Montana, I think that's objectively an awful thing for us as a free people. I think it's, I think it's horrible. I actually think that that would be a a moment of reckoning that I think that would be very, very hard for us to, to move beyond. But I, I won't digress any farther there. More than anything, we do so much independent reporting around here. We have so many different guests, and we try to give uh, people, but specifically people that are contributing to youth sports uh, around, not even just youth sports, but 
Um, sports that maybe aren't at the, the highest level. We, we want to give the, the spotlight to the high school athletes and coaches and the people that really enrich the, the vibrance of our communities. So we do a, a ton of independent reporting around here. But we also use a lot of the reporting of a lot of the other sports writers from around the state. And so there, there's a lot of people that have job insecurity or maybe even lost their jobs that uh, I always have to say that I appreciate you for your work. I hope you land on your feet. And I really think it's a disturbing trend that's going on in the world of media. And I think it's so sad that's affecting us here in Montana at such a high level. Thanks for letting me get that off my chest. Again, I don't want to sit here and, and go all the way down the rabbit hole because I could talk about this for hours, all the reasons why, all the different ways you could do it that they're not doing it. But uh, I just I feel for those, those folks. Let's talk about something that uh, makes both me and Andrew very happy, the NBA and specifically the NBA playoffs. So here's the lay of the land. Yosef Zanuan is now here on ESPN Radio. Here's the way that it all uh, finished up in terms of the regular season. So for those that haven't been keeping track now, six teams outright make the playoffs from each conference, and then you have a seventh team that is in the playoff field, but they have to play in the play-in tournament to determine what seed they're going to get. And then eight, nine, and ten, they also have to play in the play-in tournament, and only one of those three are going to get in. So in the Eastern Conference... The Milwaukee Bucks, the top seed, 58-24, and 24, outstanding record for Milwaukee. Boston, the Celtics, they finished 57-25, and 25, just a game out of first place. Ha- after having a sort of tumultuous uh, parts of their season, they certainly surged into the playoffs, so they're certainly a contender as well. Philadelphia, the 76ers, uh, they are third outright in the East at 54-28. and 28. The Cleveland Cavaliers, certainly one of the uh, pleasant surprises in the NBA. I think people thought they could be okay well, 51 wins for this young Cavs team is an outstanding record. That's 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 great progress by them. I think they're one of the most intriguing teams in this field. We'll get to that here in just a minute. The New York Knicks, who would have ever thought that Jalen Brunson would be so big? But the New York Knicks, 47 wins, and they're the five seed. Brooklyn, despite all their drama and having to unload uh, a couple of their franchise-caliber players in Kevin Durant going to Phoenix and Kyrie Irving going to Dallas, the Nets won 45 games. They're the sixth seed. And then the play-in tournament in the East will include the Miami Heat, who's 7th, the Atlanta Hawks, who's 8th, Toronto, who's ninth, and the Chicago Bulls, who are 10th. In the West, the Denver Nuggets got the top seed. They won the top seed by two full games, 53-29 and 29 for the Nuggets, including an outstanding 34-7 and 7 record. The Memphis Grizzlies were second, 51 wins for the Grizz. They also won 35 games at home, so those two teams certainly really, really good on their home floors. The Sacramento Kings, absolutely the surprise of the NBA season. 48 wins for the Kings in the three seed. Phoenix finished fourth. That's disappointing for them, given uh, the success they've had recently and then the addition of Kevin Durant. But they've been slow playing it to try to be healthy for the playoffs. And and I think that they're a big-time contender. We'll come back to that here in just a minute as well. The Clippers... they they piddled their way around to get the five seed. I've watched the Clippers a couple of times this year. They just aren't very good. Kawhi Leonard is driving me nuts lately. Uh, and and th- that's a disappointing finish for them, given the, the not only the core that they have currently, but more importantly, what they gave up to get the core they have currently. Because it's a win-now mode for the Clippers. And if they don't win now, they might be going back to the Donald Sterling Clippers of just complete laughing stock of the NBA. 
The Warriors, despite all their um, adversity throughout this season, they're able to get themselves the sixth seed. Then the, uh, the Lakers, the Timberwolves, the New Orleans Pelicans, and the Oklahoma City Thunder are the uh, play-in tournament. So, um, Andrew, let's start with just some broad analysis on these play-in games. we got two games tonight on TNT and then two games tomorrow on ESPN. The Miami Heat and Atlanta Hawks play in Miami tonight. Uh, This starts actually about 10 minutes, 5.30. And then uh, the play-in game for the West, Minnesota and the Lakers. And uh, if you weren't following along, (laughs) man, the T-Wolves got themselves... Some unbelievable, it's not even unbelievable. It's totally believable because Rudy Gobert doesn't know how to handle himself. But the basically, long story short, the T-Wolves had, uh, they got in a brawl with each other <laughs> over the weekend. And Rudy Gobert punched Kyle Anderson in the face during a timeout. This has me definitely leaning hard on the Lakers tonight, but we'll come back to that. But what, what do we think of these play-in games tonight? Uh, this is sort of like, the land of disappointment, all four of these teams, but the Lakers are the one team that have a little juice right now because for the first time in a really long time, the great one, the king, LeBron James, and his sidekick, Anthony Davis, are both healthy. Yeah, I think all the eyes are going to be on the Lakers tonight, and of course that's because they're the Lakers, but also I think that this is probably going to be the most important game of the play in tournaments in either conference, is, is the Lakers and the Timberwolves tonight, because... You know, the Lakers, they they can get the seven seed if they win tonight, and they can be off for a couple of days while the rest of the play-in tournaments play out over the next couple of days as people are are fighting for their spots. But if they win tonight, they're in. They get a couple days of rest, and they get to uh, lock on to the Memphis Grizzlies as the number two seed and, and prepare for that series. I think if the Lakers are going to make any noise in the playoffs, they kind of got to win tonight. I think it's one of the biggest games of the year for them. And the reason I'm focusing on the Lakers so much is I think that, you know, out of these eight teams in both conferences, I think that really the Lakers are the one team in the play-in that's going to be able to maybe make some noise if they get into the playoffs. It's easy to hate the Lakers because they're the Lakers, and it's easy to hate the Lakers because they've had so much drama around everything with the Russell Westbrook uh, calamity and you know, a variety of different reasons why. But I, I do think that, first of all, LeBron James has finally taken a step back from what he was for for almost two decades straight. That still doesn't mean he's uh, anybody that you can count out. LeBron James has been first-team All-NBA, what, like 15 times in his NBA career? I mean, he's been... One of the most consistent performers and superstars the NBA has ever seen. He's still, though, even here in season 20, a probably third-team All-NBA guy when he's healthy. And Anthony Davis has been the source of much ridicule because of his unavailability ever since the bubble. Yet, Anthony Davis is still in his early 30s, and you'd, you'd like to at least think in his athletic prime and he's shown flashes down the stretch here where he can still be uh, really, really good. And so I totally agree with you, Andrew. I, I do think that 
the the Lakers. I don't think they have this crazy broad window to make runs anytime moving forward. But if they were to make one more run, it's got to be right now. And they basically endured being a, a terrible version of the Lakers for three quarters of this season in order to charge up for this. If you know, it, it, like or hate LeBron James, the one thing you can undeniably say about him is he always has a plan. And the plan was for them to be rolling right now. If they could get past Minnesota, which I think that they will, what do we think of the matchup then? They, they'd get the seven seed, right? So what do we think of the matchup with the Memphis Grizzlies? Well, I think it's a super interesting one uh, because sort of where those two teams are at on the curve. I mean, the Lakers have two of the most famous players in the sport, including the most famous player in the sport. They've been around for forever. They've already won a title with this team, with this LeBron James, Anthony Davis team. Well, that's what the Memphis Grizzlies are, are trying to take here. They're a young team. They're, their best star has only been a star for a couple of years in John Morant. They've got a bunch of other young players. Uh, I think it'd be a fascinating clash of sort of old and new, um, of the, the team that's done it before and the team that is trying to do it now for the first time. As far as on the basketball court, it's so tough to talk about these Lakers because it just depends on whether mostly Anthony Davis is healthy and playing well. LeBron, is, is if he's healthy, he's going to be playing, and if he's healthy, he's going to be playing well. But they need to get something out of Anthony Davis, I think, to make that a series. I, I totally agree. And uh, if they can, though, I don't know. I, I think it's hard to, to count them out. Uh, I, I'm not saying... I think the Lakers could make a run all the way through the West, but I wouldn't be surprised if they were able to for sure play their way out of the play-in tournament and then for sure challenge, if not defeat Memphis, and uh, then you just kind of see where the chips may fall. is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Again, tonight you got the Hawks and the Heat uh, tipping off here in about 10 minutes. Then you got the T-Wolves and the Lakers. Those are the 7-8 games. Tomorrow, then, you got the Bulls and the Raptors. That's the ninth, tenth game. And then you got the Thunder and the Pelicans. That's the ninth, tenth game in the West. The uh, I don't even know what to think of the Bulls. I haven't watched the Bulls enough to even think anything of them. I think that the Raptors have been largely disappointing. I think that the Nick Nurse drama of him waffling between whether he's going to stay or go or what his future is is strange. I'd have to think just given what the the Thunder are that even having a chance to make the playoffs is a, an okay accomplishment. Although if you have a guy averaging over 30 points per game, like say Gilgis Alexander is, you probably want to be a little bit better than 40 and 42. And the Pelicans, that's the easiest diagnosis in the league. They were, uh, I think, like 12 or 13 games over 500 in January, and they were sitting there in third place and looking like they were absolutely going to be a contender in, in the, the Western Conference. And then not so fast, Zion Williamson gets hurt, and they've been uh, basically just – the 10 seed since then. So any intrigue into these ones? No, I, I agree. I don't, I don't really think that there's, there's much intrigue here. We're going to keep doing NBA because I want to talk about more of the contenders, but we'll take a break and we'll be right back. We'll talk about the actual real contenders. Who are my championship favorites? Who do I got my ducats on? And what do I think are some of the most intriguing matchups of the first round of the NBA playoffs? We'll do that next. Keep it right here. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. 
Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm. When it comes to criminal defense, what's an example of why someone could or should call Schulte Law? Criminal defense happens on somebody's worst day, you know, and it doesn't mean that someone's a bad person. We all make mistakes. We all make choices that maybe aren't the best choice, and that can lead to dramatic consequences in somebody's life. So we're really focusing on personal injury and criminal defense. We do a lot of different areas of the law, though. We have a strong background in real estate. Um, We handle family law for clients, ton of mediations. The ultimate reality is, is that people have bad days, and that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschultilaw.com. It's new on is now. 102.9 ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I think we fixed it. If you're ever wondering if this show's really live, it's really live. <laughs> Sorry that you couldn't hear Andrew there. I don't know what uh, what was going down. It was great analysis, though, about the Los Angeles Lakers, so maybe we'll revisit. Uh, but thanks to – it always makes me feel good uh, when we do have a little bit of a, a tech uh, issue because – a lot of you listen. <laughs> we got a lot of text as we were uh, talking to no one there for a minute, but at least you can hear me. Welcome back to Honest Now ESPN Radio. Thanks so much for hanging out with us here on your Tuesday. The NBA playoffs begins tonight. I got my eyes on that Lakers-T-Wolves game because the, uh, the T-Wolves, at least uh, the optics seem to point toward uh, not doing great. The uh, Rudy Gobert, they're making half a million dollars a half center. <laughs> is uh, He was throwing a little bit of a temper tantrum on uh, over the weekend. Punched Kyle Anderson in the face, and uh, he'll be suspended for the play-in game. So we'll see where the T-Wolves might fall. Uh, so remind me how this works, though, Andrew. The Lakers right now at seven. If they beat the T Wolves, are they then in? Is it just a one game? You're we win, you're in. They're the seven, or the T Wolves are the seven. If they win tonight, right? But then if they if the, lose, whoever loses has to play the winner of the nine ten game. Exactly right? for the eight seed. Right. And so the eight. So a team might have to win two games for the eight. They might have to just win one, but coming off of a loss for the eight. And, and a, the seven eight game winner is in. That's right. If, okay. you're, if you're in the seventh or eighth place, you only got to win one game to get in. If you're ninth or tenth, you got to win both your games to get in. If you want to know about me and if I know how things work, if I learned about it before I was like 23, I'll know how it works forever. If I had to learn about it in my 30s, it's a work in progress. <laughs> I'm a great learner still. It just takes me a little while to readjust stuff that I know. When I know how it was forever, and that's just how I memorized it to be, like the NBA playoffs used to be eight teams in each east and west make the playoffs. I'm still feeling my way out with this play-in tournament, so uh, is what it is. A couple other intriguing storylines uh, heading into the uh, NBA playoffs. 
One that people have been talking about for several weeks. One that particularly people that gamble have been talking about for quite some time. And it's actually been talked about so much that it became, it went from like a best bets that you got to get down to the machine to wager on to then everybody doing that. So now the odds are not even any any good. <laughs> it's the Golden State Warriors. First, the, the narrative was if they get the sixth seed, you got to bet them against the Sacramento Kings. Then they did get the sixth seed and the Kings get the three seed. Oh, you got to go bet them. Well, now everybody did that. <laughs> You screwed it up for all of us. But now the the best bets on that series are not necessarily picking the Warriors to beat the Kings. Uh, the, the the Warriors are substantial favorites against the Kings for the for the overall series win. Now the one that all the sharps are trying to to guess and pick is not the Warriors winning, but how many games will the Warriors win in? the The best bet right now, I guess the 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 the. The favorite bet right now is is Warriors in six. You can get better odds on uh, Warriors in five or Warriors in whatever. Um, but right now, the, the most popular, the one that most of you are betting on is the Warriors in six. It's hard to not believe that that's a, a real narrative, though. The Kings, they deserve a ton of credit. 48 wins, third seed in the West. But even despite all the tumult of the Golden State Warriors season, Steph Curry missed big chunks of time. Draymond Green missed big chunks of time. Andrew Wiggins has been basically out since the calendar turned to 2023, but he is back, and he was such a key cog to the Warriors' run to the championship last year. But then we really break it all down. Even with all that adversity, the Warriors only finished four games behind the Kings. And that was without a lot of their guys. Now they got their guys. If Steph Curry's healthy, he's still one of the top five players in the league. If Draymond Green keeps it between the ditches, he's still one of the best playoff players in basketball. So, Andrew, we buy it or sell in the Warriors as an overwhelming favorite against Sacramento. Selling? Overwhelming? I don't think they're an overwhelming favorite. I think they're the favorite in the series, but I'm actually... I'm buying the Kings to make this series a lot closer than people think. What is it about the Kings that uh, has you having a little bit of confidence in them? Well, I think home court advantage is so big in the playoffs, and they've For got sure. it. And, that and they have a great home court be, as well. It's yep. going to be packed. I mean, if you've seen it, prices for this for game one, Kings-Warriors, which I think is the first Sacramento Kings home playoff game in 20 years. For sure. They're going for like 800 bucks, Coulter. Uh, I mean, I, I totally believe it. Sacramento is... Uh, people forget that Sacramento is actually a great sports town. That's right. Because they've had a, a variety of pro sports franchises leave or you know, the Kings have ba- basically left because they were just irrelevant in the NBA playoff picture for two decades. But when the Kings were good, they were great. You know, you know I mean, they've had other uh, teams that have been good over the years that people have glommed onto. So... Uh, it's good sports town, and uh, I don't know. Maybe the home court advantage uh, will will buoy them. And the other thing on the Kings, uh, aside from the home court advantage, I think you know they've got good matchups in some areas against the Warriors, right? Yeah. Is, is Draymond going to be the one guarding Demontis Sabonis? I mean, right. the, the Warriors' weakness has been the bigs, right? And Demontis Sabonis has been legitimately. Probably the third team All NBA center this season, for sure. Which you don't understand because it's all been Jokic and Embiid. 
he's been incredible, and he's a guy who asks a lot of questions of a defense because he's so versatile because they can run the offense through him at the high post. So I think that's potentially a great matchup for the Kings. Sabonis will be a mismatch against everybody, no matter who the Kings play. And and that's a great point. That's why, well, first of all, it's one of the reasons why they're in this position, but it's also maybe one of the things that could give them a chance in this series. Well, and, you know, Steph Curry's not but not a great defender. No. But what's the kind of player who gives Steph Curry the most trouble? It's a quick point guard. Quick, big point guard. And, and Darren Fox, Fox is, is both of those. Yeah. I think I think Steph Curry's going to, they're going to have to hide him somewhere Get Clay Thompson maybe on De'Aaron Fox, but I don't think Clay Thompson can keep up with them. The guys that are getting his career, the guys that have given Steph Curry the most problems are the big power point guards like Russell Westbrook, uh, James Harden. I'm not not saying De'Aaron Fox. De'Aaron Fox is not nearly as uh, stout as either of those two guys, but he's. He's a 6'4 point guard that's got some length that that, uh, is pretty good off the dribble. And I'm not saying, you know, I'm not saying that that's going to be enough scoring or enough issues, enough mismatches for the Kings to go ahead and win this series. I just think it's going to be a lot closer than people think. And then, of course, if they get it to game seven, it's going to be back in Sacramento. The other uh, piece of uh, betting out there that I'd I'd, uh, give you in this series, no matter who you're betting on, I'd bet the over in pretty much every game. These are the two highest-scoring teams in the NBA. Sacramento Kings averaged 121 points during the regular season. The Golden State Warriors averaged 119 points during the regular season. But the reason you take the over is because these are two of the worst-scoring defenses in the NBA as well. Uh, The Sacramento Kings finished, let's see, fifth to last in scoring defense at 118.5 points per game. during the regular season, and uh, the Golden State Warriors, a little bit more respectable, but they were still 10th in the West and 22nd in the league overall, uh, giving up 117 points and some change. So you got the two teams scoring 120 every night and also giving up 120 every night. I'd say take the over whenever you can in this one. And tune into those games if you're a neutral, because not only do we think it, I think it's going to be a close series. Obviously, it sounds like it's going to be a very entertaining series on the court as well. You want us now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Uh, I had this exact same take last year, and then I got egg on my face because Chris Middleton got hurt. But to me, there's a lot of different narratives that get thrown around in the NBA. There's also a lot of different ways that the league is covered. It sort of gets, it's a little bit tiresome to me. We like what's fresh and what's new, what's innovative, what's different. It seems nearly impossible for, uh, like, when LeBron James won four MVPs in five years, I think that was the end of an era because I don't necessarily think that that's going to be allowed to happen because so often the newcomer to the MVP race, the guy who hasn't won it before, the, the guy who's booing a formerly moribund franchise, that guy's getting a lot of, of publicity. And we, we've sort of seen this MVP overture. That's one of the examples I'm talking about where like what's fresh and what's new gets more publicity than, than what's old and steady, what's proven, tried and true, right? But since the Milwaukee Bucks won the NBA championship, I think the Milwaukee Bucks, when at full strength, have remained the best team in the NBA. 
The Milwaukee Bucks, again, had the best record in the NBA this year, and I think the Milwaukee Bucks should be the overwhelming favorite to win the NBA championship. Now, you could say, Coulter, what about all these other up-and-coming teams? What about the Celtics who beat the Bucks last year in the Eastern Conference Finals? Well, they didn't have Chris Middleton last year. They do now. What about Nikolai Jokic and the Denver Nuggets? They're so good at home, and Jokic is such a mismatch. Here's the deal. This is why I love the NBA. This is why a lot of people don't like the NBA. The seven-game series removes so much chance for upsets and so much chance for uh, anomalies to occur. If you give me the Milwaukee Bucks at full strength and Giannis Antetokounmpo at full strength, it is, to me, going to be, at the very least, an impos- a tall task and, at the very most, an impossible task to beat that team in a seven-game series. Now, will the Bucks drop games along this playoff run? There's no question. Will they probably get their butts whipped a couple times? I think there's no question. But can anybody beat them in seven-game series four times in a row to deny them an NBA championship? I just don't see it happening. I, I went with all of my NCAA tournament winnings and even some of the money I had planned on keep uh, putting on the Masters, and instead I put almost all of it on the Milwaukee Bucks on a futures bet to win the NBA title. Uh, I, I think that they are uh, just – you might not like the style because of the way that they play, especially in the half court with Giannis just kind of bullying his way to the basket. Drew Holiday and, and Chris Middleton maybe aren't – the flashy superstars you want them to be, to be the sidekicks, they're in a small market. Yet, I just think with not only their fortitude when they're at full strength, but also all the drama that's gone on in Boston from the firing of Ime Udoka to uh, the the unrest of Jalen Brown because they were shopping him last year, maybe even a little bit this year for Kevin Durant, to... just the unproven and almost consistently volatile way that the Philadelphia 76ers operate, mainly because of the instability of James Harden. I just can't imagine, at the very least, the Bucs coming out of the West. And then if the Bucs do come out of the West, or uh, the East, excuse me, if the Bucs do come out of the East, I can't imagine anybody out of the West, except maybe the Phoenix Suns, being able to challenge Milwaukee. Talk me off this ledge. Am I crazy for thinking the Bucs should be the overwhelming NBA championship favorites? Well, the thing I would say about the Bucks is they weren't a, a dominating regular season team. They only they didn't win 60 games. Is, isn't in the load management era, though, 58 games a dominant season? I don't know, because we've had teams win 60. I mean, the Suns won 60. The Suns did, but most of the teams that have won in the 60s, though, were young teams who were foolishly sure. chasing regular season glory. I think now the new barometer... If you win 52-plus, if you lose 30 games or less when you're a team that's already proven it, I think that's the new barometer in the NBA. For better or worse, I know people hate it because it really does demean the regular season, but I do think we do have to adjust the way we think about things. This team has been there before, and they want to be there again, so they're trying to load manage to get to that point. Well, I think that's the point that you're getting at. I don't really agree with the language of saying that the Bucks are the overwhelming favorite, which is what you started that point with, but I think what you're really getting at, and that what I would agree with, is that the Bucks are the surest thing in this year's playoff field 
just because they have been there before, because they have, I mean, Giannis is the surest thing yeah. superstar in the league. There's nobody physically in the league who can guard him. <laughs> That's right. He's going to go get his 30-12 and 12 every night in every one of these games, as opposed to you know, Jason Tatum can have an off-shooting night. That's right. That's Nikola right. Jokic just had nine points in the regular season finale against the Houston Rockets. And Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton are two guys who have been there before. You're right. Nobody in the last two years has beaten this healthy Milwaukee Bucks team in a series. And in the end, I mean, they're my favorite, too. I just think it's because they're they're the, the surest thing. They're, they're the easiest bet, certainly. This is why a lot of haters hate the NBA. But truly, to, to, to win the championship now, as it begins today... All Giannis Antetokounmpo and company have to do is go 16 and 12. If they go 16 and 12, they will win the NBA championship. And like you said, it's again, it's not the prettiest style in the world. But Giannis is grunting his way to 30 and 12 every single night. And when he goes off, he might get you 45 and 20. Yeah, and it's not even that it's not pretty. This has been the... I mean, with LeBron as well, this has been sort of the dominant style of the NBA over the last decade, aside from the Warriors, who are sort of a genus unto themselves. But you get this unstoppable superstar, you surround him with guys who can shoot and play defense. I think in copying the blueprint of some of those LeBron Heat teams, the Milwaukee Bucks are the closest this year are the closest that we've come to that because they've got shooters and Grayson Allen and Pat Connaughton. Uh, and even Chris Middleton, and they've got other guys who can play defense. It's just a really well-built team around Giannis. It absolutely is, and I think that's why the X Factor has been for several years. Chris Middleton and his absence last year uh, certainly hurt um, Milwaukee. I have a couple more questions about this. We'll take one more break, and then we'll be back. We'll finish up our NBA playoff preview. We're going to talk more NBA later on this week as well, but I do have a couple more things to talk about here today. So don't change the dial. We'll finish up here. On your Tuesday, it's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. At Jewelry Design Center, they can make anything you desire. We have branded jewelry that you'll see across the world and the country. And you have full access to our full manufacturing shop. You can look in the case. You don't have to start out designing something. You can see anything that we have in the case that customize it for your personal experience. Jewelry Design Center, now open in Missoula at 2501 Brook Street, across from the Montana Club. Jewelry Design Center, your jeweler for life. This is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. Coulter Wall? Coulter Wall. What a voice. It's insane. He's like 22. So I know. So this is my question. Tommy Evans here on uh, Nuana's Dow. They are very much aware. Here, here, if they're watching on uh, the television uh, or the ESPN MT app or listening to ESPN radio, appreciate you. We do this every Tuesday leading up to Tommy's fine radio show on the trail, 103.3, right. Montana's Quality Rock. The finest quality rock is right. Uh, uh, this is my question. You're right. He's like 22, and he's actually been around for several years. Yeah. When... When you're like a mom, and you're just making some dinner, 
and, and your your kid starts singing, and he sounds like that. Are you just like calling American Idol right away? Like, there's just some people like you learn how to sing, but something yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. like you can't have that voice unless you're born with it. That is, you're like, just instantly famous. It's natural talent, man. Like right. that's exactly what what it is. He's so good. He's so amazing. I, I always wonder that. I mean, you know, my mom always tells the stories of Whitney Houston. Like her parents realize when in church, like. Ah, okay. When she's eight years old singing in the choir, oh my gosh. Yeah, Like, yeah, like this, yeah. this this, lady has to, she has to grow up to be a singer. She has the greatest voice ever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I always, always just wonder, like, what that moment is like, that aha moment of, I have a famous, yeah, I have a right. famous voice. My little kid's going to be famous. Yeah. Our moms probably thought that about us once upon a time. Well, I was just going to tell you, <laughs> I can tell you exactly how it went for my mom when I was a kid. She said, oh, Tommy, I'd keep that to your bedroom. <laughs> And then now everyone hears my voice, and, and I'm just a big, world-famous celebrity culture. How times have changed. Here we go. So you said you got a couple things you're burning out. What, what's going on in your it's world? It's been the weirdest 24 hours uh, yeah. of my entire life. I don't know where we're, this is going. I don't know what we're allowed to talk about it's or not. It's so about. weird. Everything's okay, but it's like it's too crazy to actually believe if I were to tell people what's been going on. But I but I do have to tell you this. I turned to my horoscope at about 10.30 this morning because it was already very weird. Yeah. And the horoscope said, you got to try something new. So do you know what I did? Back in the break room, they've got this big vat of hazelnut coffee creamer. And I stuck some of that in my coffee. First time I've ever tried coffee creamer. It's pretty damn good. Okay. Have you ever tried creamer in your uh, coffee? You know, you know me. You know that I've read all about how that's going to like disintegrate my insides. Oh, here we go. Here we go. But if you enjoy it, keep doing it. You buy unlabeled energy drinks from <laughs> goodness knows where on planet whatever. But that was my coffee creamer such a problem. It was just, it was so bizarre. And Michaela got this huge rise out of it. She's like, you're the only person in the world who would have a total revelation in existence over coffee creamer. I've Especially never considering you drink like 64 ounces of coffee a day. No less than that. I've just <laughs> never put the, you know, the sugary stuff in it. It's pretty good. So anyone listening, uh, what's your favorite coffee creamer? 888-1029. I need to know what coffee creamers I should try. Okay, good, good. Yeah. What else are you burning on? Well, I've got a really cool show coming up. Good. You should flip on over to that, uh, playing some cool songs in celebration of the concert announcements that have been coming down the pipes. And still more to come. That's cool. There's some really cool shows uh, coming. Okay, so I have to admit this to you because you'll appreciate this and yeah. also think it's funny. This is just so ignorant of me. <laughs> I thought John Popper was dead. Oh, really? I, I, I just, I had somehow put a news brief in my head from years ago that John Popper, the lead singer of Blues yeah, yeah, Traveler, right. was dead. Huh. So then when I saw the alert today that Blues Traveler was coming here, I thought, oh, it's Blues Traveler with a new lead singer. That's cool. And it's I look a it hologram. Up. No, sure enough, John Popper's not dead. He's alive and well. He's 56 years old. He's lost a bunch of weight. He's probably going to live a lot yeah. longer. He's kicking. I love Blues Traveler, man. Me too. There's something about those songs. Like I feel like I've known them forever every time I hear them. For sure. I couldn't tell you the title of maybe any of them. <laughs> For sure. Which is crazy to admit as the trail DJ. I just don't know the songs you know, closely. But when I hear him, I go, oh, yeah, that's a, that's a good song. Turn it up. Uh, yeah. you know? I mean, it, it's a very interesting deal to be among the greatest in the world at something that's it not is. like it's the guitar. Like, John Popper's is certainly one right. of the great harmonica players on the I earth. don't know anyone else shredding a harmonica. For the sure, he does. right? Like, I don't even think he has any competition. It's like Andrew Bird who came here a couple years ago. He's, oh, I love Andrew He's widely Bird, re re uh, renowned as the greatest whistler on earth. Can you whistle? Oh, yeah. I can't do it in tune, though. That's the problem uh, uh, for me. Uh, uh, you know, I, I hear these guys and bands and gals whistling these nice melodies. I can't figure that out. 
I mean, Andrew Bird, he whistles the chorus of his songs like constantly. It's, it's, uh, it's unbelievable. So what show? Uh, there's, I mean. We get the the first release emails here That's at, the, exactly at the radio right, station, which Colter. is cool. Yes, it is. But cool. our emails have been like, I mean, this is like half a page of emails the last couple of days. Like, it's been multiple. What show are you most excited for? I don't know that I can pick one that I'm most excited for right now. Um, are you a uh, Rainbow Kitten surprise guy? Yeah, I like I like those guys a lot. I'm surprised. I was surprised when there was such a big draw for that show. Um, uh, was it two years ago? But then they had to cancel yeah, because yeah. of COVID and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm real. I would, and I just did a break on the trail about this before I walked over here. I am really excited about Blues Traveler, man. I have watched a lot of footage on YouTube of of you know just that act as as a whole, and there's something about it that just feels like it's gonna slap, as the kids say, this summer. I'm really stoked for that show. The other part about it is that. Big Head Todd the Monsters are awesome. Oh, I've seen Big Head Todd yeah. the Monsters completely circumstantially. Yeah, yeah. It was not like a, a destination deal. I just saw them in Big Sky, Montana for yeah, like 12 yeah. bucks or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And then the next time they were there, I was like, oh, I'm definitely going back. So I've seen them twice. Nice. They rock, man. That, that's going to be so a, cool. a great sort of co-band oh, uh, yeah. to, to accompany Blues Travel. Uh, shout out to Chief uh, Director of Engineering Tony Austin there at KHQ SWX headquarters. Come watch Big Head Todd with us. Let's all go together. That guy loves... Loves Big Head Todd. The new show coming up here in about 3.5 minutes. That's right. And Nuana's now coming up in 24 hours and some change. We'll see you tomorrow. Change the channel. One notch up. 103.3 Montana's Quality Rock. Thanks for hanging out with us. See you tomorrow. ESPN Radio. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here. And if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes. And they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org. Or, of course, you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold. Or visit online anytime, anywhere, MSU Bookstore. .org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus.